Blog Talk Radio. NYPA, it's time to start the show, so search for the squad and listen out for the promo with the West Wild Spitter, spin his weapon to a chokehold. Collins Oak coverage on the corner, make it unfold. Five o'clock, who gives a damn or what your man and say? We spitting live wireless, leave him shot with the gamma rate. Ain't no runner up, cause it ain't the closest to candidate. I block the deep and you draw like Japanese animated. It's just us and the rest, news off the hottest press. Dope from the boogie down, Kyle Holton, Philly West. Reppin' with the legends, classic in the few second politics, sports segment, live phone, call up a question, it's the NYPA, 95 connection, real people, ain't no stripping, cute call for directions, just team on the grind time till it's all perfection, throw it past the satellite so you can catch reception, so touch ground with us, we kill challenges, a murder it for every number on your calendars, from west to the boogie down the greyhound in this, we google spot, anchor podcast pocket this. Welcome to NYPA Entertainment Radio, live here on Block Talk. It's Kyle and Alonzo broadcasting from the Bronx in West Philadelphia. Thank you for joining us today here as it's happening on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, and again, real briefly, if you can't catch this show while it's happening, you're more than welcome to go to the archives and download this show and other shows from the archives, whether it be Block Talk or Anchor or Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Gas Cast Box. Bullhorn.com, Sounder.com, of course, it plays through Alexa. So, again, we prefer you listen to it live. It's more fun and be interact with us. But if not, you can't make it as your busy schedule. You can always download us in, in uh, any of those th- four, total 14 different platforms. Um, new month, new music playlist. But because it's March, it's Women's History Month, we do our annual all-female playlist from all genres. Past, uh, past and present. Um, not just that, we do have a guest calling in live at 6 p.m. We have author Carla Davis Luster, uh, who will be calling to discuss her debut romance novel, The Woman Tells. She's calling at the top of the second hour at 6 o'clock p.m. So that's Carla Davis Luster calling in live here in YPA and Tim Radio, top of the second hour of 6 o'clock p.m. if you're listening to the show live as it's happening. Uh, but like I said, uh, new month, new music playlist. It's uh, Women's History Month. And like I said, as we always do within the past couple of years, um, we have tailored this month's playlist to present all females. And it's from all genres, like I said, past to present um, this month. Uh, last month, we uh, revealed the uh, first first ever spotlight playlist, which was the Sound of Philadelphia Volume 1. Um, from what I understood, it was a success. I heard a lot of good, uh, a lot of people uh, hitting me up saying they like the idea and can't wait for others, other things we're going to have with the spotlight playlist come to uh, fruition. So it be a lot of fun down the line. Um, so next month in April, we're back to our standard playlist. Um, and a few of the tricks up my sleeves that we uh, go through 2021, not just playlist-wise, but show-wise. So stick around for that. Updates will be coming Soon, but with that being said, let's get started. A lot of stuff to get into. Um, tonight's all, NBA All-Star game uh, and 
All Star Weekend in one weekend. Uh, first time ever I just get into everything because of the pandemic. So they're gonna have the skills. They're gonna have the three point contest. They have the game, and then at halftime you have the very watered down slam dunk contest, and then finish the game and so forth. Uh, as like last year, the game was playing for charities for um, um, historic black colleges. So you got Team LeBron. Team Durant playing tonight. Uh, so they kind of condensed it just one year, just put everything in one night. So that should be kind of interesting how they format everything because you're doing double duties. If you're in a skills contest and you're playing in a game later on, how does it going to affect you playing? And if you're a three-point contest, how, you know, and you're playing in a game later on, how does it going to affect you? Because three-point contest and skills takes a lot of energy. Uh, especially, you know, so that and, you know, uh, playing in the game in one night takes a lot out of you when you're already kind of tired from the a season that's kind of hectic as is. You know what I mean? So that's going to be interesting on you know, how they format everything, how the layout is going to look in Atlanta. Um, and not it can be a packed house, but at least sporadic of, you know, people in there have some type of effect, and, you know, especially when they do the contest and so forth and so on. So that should be interesting later on with the uh, All-Star game happening in Atlanta. What do you think about that, though? Um, you know what? I'm not so excited about this year. Um, <clears throat> basketball games as well as this All-Star um, um, game. I'm, you know, it's, it doesn't excite me like it used to, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. So I don't know how excited I will be by watching it, you know, but it's, it's most likely it'll bore me. So I'll watch mm-hmm. it, but I'll probably be, you know, bouncing from channel to channel. You know, it, it just doesn't seem exciting to me this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll talk about this next, next. you know, when we, um, you know, return back here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. But, you know, it, it's boring. This season of basketball is boring. I, I'm surprised you're saying that when your Knicks actually going to look like they're going to make it to the playoffs. So I'm a little surprised. Like the first time in decades your team is actually in a fifth spot can make it to the playoffs, you find it boring. Well, you've been shitting on the Knicks for a long time. Um, and your team actually uh, – you actually have a solid team that's sitting in the middle right now to be in the playoffs. And gradually fans are coming back into arenas. Um, the All-Star game I can do without – really It's, it's still early. Less. It, it's still early. It's still it, early. It ain't, it, we, it ain't that talking. early. It ain't that early. <laughs> you, you guys are all right, dude. I'm you know. putting your team over. Your team is your, your team is solid. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not a Knicks fan, but dude, don't shit on you. Don't shit on them, dude. I'm serious. You guys got a nice little nucleus. You got a good coach. You solid. Like I said, you like we're a solid team. And I get I, the most. Like I said, I can see y'all guys in it. I ain't see y'all. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna far, I ain't going to lie. But I'm I, not going to win it. No, I'm not going to win it. No, but I, I want you guys in it because we need the team, like, the Knicks need to get in there. We need that garden atmosphere when they play in the playoff. That's fun. You know what I mean? So, it worth saying it might slip to eight. I doubt it, but I can see them, and they're, they're in the playoff this year. They got the Julius Randle, an all-star, first Nick all-star in years. The guy's a horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You guys are solid, man. You know, of course, my team is number one in the East, obviously. Hello. Uh, so, fuck Brooklyn and Durant and their little super team. 
I don't, I don't, they don't scare me. I don't care about them. I ain't scared of LeBron out in L.A. either. Whatever. Ain't no real dominant team. What the team that is surprising is Utah, which I think Utah might surprise everybody and sneak out, sneak out the West, end up in the finals. You never know. Like, everybody, everybody's shitting on the guy and they're going to make it. Y'all keep shitting on Utah. Well, That's what they we want. Know, we know L.A. is not going to do it again. We we know that no. L.A. is not going to do it again. For those who say that they're going to do it again because they're the defending champions, no, nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be a repeat. They 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 can forget about it. There's <clears throat> too many teams in the West that's definitely going to make sure of that just to just just to do it, just to make sure they don't do it, um, just to like just to make sure they don't repeat. So I, I I can see them really playing hard in the West. Whoever plays against them come playoff time is definitely going to try to stop that from happening. Um, and Utah right now, they're not getting the respect they deserve. They think it's a fluke, and they're still favoring the Lakers to come out. So I think when you yeah. put when you when you kind of give someone not give anyone their credit, so to speak, and give them their flowers while they're still here, so to speak, that's when it becomes dangerous. That's when you put, when you label somebody an underdog. That's when they're dangerous. So I think as we get past this weekend and we go start the second half. It's going to heat up. It's going to get good. And like I said, you being a Knicks fan, you should be excited, man. Like I said, being serious. You guys are in it. You're not HD. You're in the middle. You're in the fifth seed. You got an all-star in the game. Julius Randle's leading it. And, like, it's solid. It's a solid team. It's something to root for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, wow, you actually can get in there. And when the fans are trickling back, it's nothing. It's certain cities, man, here, Boston, New York, even L.A. to a degree, certain cities that when the, when the playoffs is on and the fans are rocking, it makes it fun. We're gradually getting people back into the arena, yeah. and that's kind of cool. When, when the you know fans I mean? are there, when the fans are yeah. there, yes. But watching the game with no fans in there, it just seemed like it's a high school basketball game that you're there watching a game where there's really nobody in the stands and it's just quiet. All you hear is, is, well, is basketball bouncing and, and, and that, the shoes screeching off the floor. <laughs> it's just not, well, not, not exciting. I mean, not, I, no, actually, it is to me because they do pipe the noise in there. And some stadiums do got people in there now. It's not the bubble. The bubble was horrible. It's just the eyesore. Um, but like I said, I'm used to it, and, and I, I watch it. And because my, my team is exciting to watch, it's something to root for. And actually, I got kind of used to it. I'm glad they're not in the bubble because it's just the same arena. They just change everything behind them, and it's like, oh, this is the home court. Oh, this is their home court, or whatever. I, you know what I mean? So we, we, we're getting past this. Everybody's gradually coming back in into, into arenas. I kind of felt so bad I for the rookies. Be fun. I kind of felt bad for the rookies because, you know, they're coming into a professional game. You know, they, they want the crowd in and in and all, and they're in there with no crowd out there. There's nobody. They're just out there running up and down the court. You know, but, you know, it's slowly I, coming back, as you said now. I, I, I feel bad for all the players all together because you do need that, that <laughs> energy. Whether you get booed or you get cheered, you feed off of that. But it's coming right. back gradually. Right. Gradually. I know here they let once we we're on the road we're on a road trip after the All Star break. But once we get off that road trip, we're allowed people into the arena. So that's something. An outdoor stadium. I think New York's doing the same thing. So we're gradually. And other places are doing it. We're gradually getting some normalcy with people getting in there. Not at full capacity yet. We're not Texas. Whatever, just a bunch of outlaws out there. But we're gradually just coming into it. So I think the second half is going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion. I think it's going to be cool, and I can't wait to see where this goes 
when the dust settles and the playoffs starts in two two to three months. Um, last week I mentioned I was going to give my my review on Coming to America two, the Coming to America the sequel. I watched it this weekend. I watched it last night. Quite uh, to be honest with you, and honestly, I was surprised. It was better than what I thought. I, I liked it. I laughed. It was cool. It wasn't. I didn't expect a lot. I went in kind of just not with well, no high expectations because I didn't want to get get myself upset because I'm very particular about sequels. And I actually was pleasantly surprised and I liked it. And for those idiots I read online on social media, like it's not good as the first one. It was not coarse enough to be good as the first one. You dumbass. Not the gonna first be one better. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> usually a first film is not, usually the second film rarely outshines the first film, you morons. And you, and you want to get the first one, but I'll take it. Of course not, you dummy. Of course not. The first one's a classic. A classic. Nothing, whether they did it two years after or 30 plus years after, nothing's going to outdo the first one. It was unique. It was just, that's what it was. That's what it was. Right. It was good. This one was solid. I dug it. I laughed. I got the plot, I, and I ran with it. That was cool. I didn't. I didn't go into high expectations. I kind of was like, let me see first. I am curious, and I want to check this out. And I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. The, you know what I mean? And I enjoyed it. And I, yeah, I recommend. It. I'm like, yo, check it out if you want something to laugh at. And um, I thought that it was clever how they wrote it. It kind of made sense now putting the pieces together. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. That's kind of cool. That was all right. And knowing what I know, knowing after watching what I know, but prior to it, and I mentioned it last week on the show, was originally uh, prior to this, Ryan Coogler came up to Murphy. He wanted to do a sequel with Michael B. Jordan and kind of um, had Michael B. Jordan look for a wife similar to Hakeem, Hakeem did. Eddie Murphy didn't like the idea. He was not nah, too much focusing on the sun. We already did that. And, but it sparked the idea for Eddie to come up with the sequel for this one. Now, what I didn't know, and I found out this week, was that up until the third draft of the script, Tracy Morgan was going to play the son. And then really? thought of it. Well, he said, well, there's an age discrepancy because of Leslie Jones' age and Tracy Morgan's age, and you know, I that just whatever. And I mean, he he made him the uncle in the in the film. Uh, the whole time, Arsenio Hall was like, I told you, they did interviews together. Arsenio Hall said, I told you that from the first draft, it wasn't going to work. He said, it took you three drafts? And I'm thinking, it took you three drafts to realize that? But up to the third draft, he was like, I right. <laughs> he changed his mind and replaced and then, you know, took out Morgan. But Morgan was the original idea um, to play Murphy's son uh, in the film, in the sequel. That was his idea. It was, maybe they did a few years yeah. ago. Possibly. Yeah, but, but I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, if they did this earlier on, like years ago, a younger Tracy Morgan, whatever, I could possibly see that. That sounded kind, of, kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the age discrepancy it made sense. Like he's a little nah, this just makes sense. But it worked itself out. Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I got a I got a chance to see it, and um, yeah, um, I, I also listened to the. To what the critics were saying that there, what you were saying that people say it wasn't as good as the first one. Well, you know what? It's not going to be as good as the first one. But I liked it. <clears throat> I watched it. I liked it. Um, I will watch it again. You know, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I like the storyline in it. You know, but mm-hmm. for those who comparing it to the first one, don't do that. It, you know, again, the, the first one is a classic. It'll never compare to the first one. But mm-hmm. the second one was definitely good, just as good. Yeah, it was. So I will recommend it. I'll check it out. Recommend it. I'll go check it out. It's um, it's good. Like it's a good solid comedy. You know, what I mean, it's funny. They touch up on a lot of things. A little, you know, a couple of homages to the first one, and and uh, check it out, man. It, 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 it's good. It was good. And like I said, don't go in there and like get this bitch like No, it looks different. Well, it's been fucking thirty years. What do you think? Everyone looks different. I'm different from 30 years ago. We get older. We get gray. We get heavier. We get thinner. Whatever. Oh, my God. It's like three decades. You know what I mean? It's from 1988. It's 2021. We all look different. So all these years, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all 30 years. And these comments look the same. We all don't look the same. Hell, even Murphy pointed that out. You know, but even Murphy looking back like we talked about with Murphy before, looking at his old stuff, he was like, I dude, half of that stuff I can't believe I did. Cause he's in his fifties. Back then he was in his twenties. Thirty years, folks. <laughs> you grow up, you mature, you look different, you feel different. Uh-huh. You act different. So like You're gonna get a little wrinkles here and there. You're gonna get gray hairs exactly. here and there. You gonna get gray. <laughs> That's life. It's nature. It's Father Tom. Father Tom is undefeated. That's the only thing on this planet mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't defeat. Mother Nature, Father Time, and the Lord Himself. You cannot. Oh, maybe the IRS. You cannot defeat those people. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I'll run it down to you again. Father Time, Mother Nature, and God Himself, and of course the IRS. Those are the four things you cannot beat on this planet. You can't. <laughs> Don't even try it. The IRS will get you. Don't pay your taxes this year. They'll get, get you. Tucker Snipes, he was in the movie. I think he's still paying them off. Um, enough of that. We're going to jump into our all-female playlist, again, in honor of of uh, Women History Month. If we come back, got some topics to get, in, topics to get into. And uh, like I said, top of the hour, we got our guest calling in live here at NYP Entertainment Radio. She's a great author. And um, uh, Carla Davis Lush is calling in. Six o'clock. I want to play this music, man. I got some topics. Should be a fun show. So sit back and relax. We'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Cause when it's not for loving, it's the woman that gets some strong stepping 
want to give birth to the new generation of prophets Cause it's late I break into a lyrical freestyle Grab the mic, look at the crowd and see smiles Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too Sloppy slouching is something I won't do Some think that we can't flow, can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to, go. got to go I'ma mess around and flip the scene into revert With what? With a little touch of ladies first My mind expands throughout the universe. A female rapper with a message to send. The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen. My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb. Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am. Born in L O N D O and sound American. You dig exactly where I'm coming from. You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some. To enable you to aid yourself and get paid. And the material that has no meaning, I wish to play. Pay me every bit of your attention. Like mother, like daughter, I would also like to mention. I wish for you to bring me to the bring me to of which is now systematically given Desperately stressing I'm the daughter of a sister Who's the mother of a brother Who's the brother of another Fuck one more More fools Have a job to do We do and it respect due To a mother who's the root of it And next up is me The M-O-N-I-E-L-O-V-E And I'm first Cause I'm an L-A-D-I-E Contact and in fact The style gets harder Cooling on the scene With my European partner Laying down track after track Waiting for the climax When I get there That's when I tax The next man Or the next woman It doesn't make a difference Keep the competition coming and I recite chapter in verse. The title of this recital is Ladies First. Step out into the night. Queens of civilization are on the mic. The scene is right, the crowd is hype. I expel the whack and those who bite. Why? Cause I'm that type Swing with B45 King style He wants me to sing But I'll swing for me Wow A footnote for the opposite sex Moni rip the mic I rock it next Flex You never catch me at my worst You get the drift It's late first about that. In fact, it's embarrassing. What a buffoon. You even follow me in 
believer, eager as a beaver. Time to convert the non-believer. That I'm a roadrunner, leaving you in the dust. I can't adjust to the times, and at times I might just get quicker. Than the ticker of your pacemaker. More tender than a roni, but harder than a jawbreaker. So don't ever second guess me. And if you're wondering who could the best be, think a second and recollect the worst whipping you ever had yet. And I'll bet that I did it. My fingerprints are still on you. How many times I gotta warn you about the light? It'll blind your sight, but the rhythm will still guide you through the night. Kick, 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 Wake me up mm, when the morning comes. 
ass bitches is done. So wake me up early.
this should be good. This is this this should be good because they both got hit. I probably start with Ghostface a little bit more. I think Ghostface got oh, a little bit course. more. Um, but I think it's, I think this is this is going to be good. Um, I think now though is the time they should implement my idea and have fans vote to see, like type in and vote just to see. Um, but I, I I'm going with Ghostface on this one. I think it's going to be good. I'm gonna try to tune in for this one and go see how they go back and forth. Um, yeah, right. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, I agree with you on that. Um, Ghostface, um, to me had a little more hits. Um, you know, um, he had a lot of classic, um, you know, songs out. Um, lyrically, I think he's better. Mm. You know, that, that just my opinion on it. So, um, I'm going with, with Ghost on this. That's what, yeah. I, I, I'm checking did, did out. Did you see the D'Angelo? Did you see the D'Angelo and Friends? It. No, I, I heard about that. <laughs> Excuse me. I heard about it. Did you look at it? Did you see it? I, I saw snippets of it, you know, um, which I thought that was something different that, they, you know, he decided to do. And um, I'm, I'm looking to see that there might be more of that in the future, you know, one artist going right. up against various artists. That should be cool. Yeah, yeah. If if they stay within the genre of music, if it's like R and B is rap or rock, it's kind of corny. But yeah, that should be kind of cool. Though. Right. I, I heard about it. I heard it was it was uh, successful. So that, that's cool. It's just thinking out of the box. Uh, but you know, also staying in the world of the Wu Tang Clan, um, Wu Tang Clan has announced a new f- uh, photography book encased in 400 pound chamber. The Wu Tang Clan leg- legacy is being built as the biggest and rarest book. In the history of hip hop, Wu Tang Clan announced their new uh, photo book, Wu Tang Clan Legacy, which will be strictly limited to 36 copies. Get it? 36 copies, 36 chambers, each of which will be encased in its very own bronze <laughs> encrusted steel chamber. The pioneer hip hop group says that their latest project will be the biggest and rarest book in the in the history of hip hop. Wu-Tang Legacy is set to feature rare and unseen images of the band to to offer a snapshot of Wu-Tang's history and the making, providing a unique glimpse into the origins of the biggest hip-hop crew of all time. Strictly limited to 36 copies, an American nod to, which I said prior to this, an American nod to the 36 chambers, um, which is it's cool and bad, but each copy of the photo is, will be signed. Each copy will be signed, dated, and numbered with a certificate of authenticity. I can never get that word right. Each copy will also be encased <laughs> in its own. I never get that word right. Each each copy will be um, will also be encased in its own 400 pound, 400 pound. 400 I, I don't know why they're doing this. 400 pound bronze encrusted black steel chamber. Which has been designed by the sculptor Ginson Jones. Uh, it's quote inspired by the ancient past and the bronze rituals of the Zhu Dynasty, whose first ruler was King Wu Wang. The chambers consist of spun milled steel bowls, while the raised while the raised ridges, based in logo, are furnished in solid brushed brass. The description adds about the construction and design of special chambers. From conception to the present day, this is the story of the undisputed greatest hip-hop group of all time. 
being unveiled through rare and never-before-seen photos. John Mook Gibbon, CEO of Wu-Tang Clan Management, said in a statement about the photo book, fans who wish to be to be in with a chance of buying Wu-Tang Clan Legacy can sign up um, for priority access upcoming for a priority access to the upcoming sale. A release date has yet to be confirmed. So you got to sign up quick because there's only 36 mm. copies. And I can imagine how much that's going to cost. I can just imagine. It's going to cost a couple of legs, a couple of arms, mm-hmm. neck. <laughs> yep. Your child, your grandchild, your great grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your next five tax, uh, put it this way, your next five income taxes returns is going to be the cost of this book. Trust me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, that sounds cool. I wish I could get a chance to see it and read it or look through it, but it's only 36 copies yeah. and I ain't spending that money on that one. So, uh, kudos to the Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with. So, there you go. You, you know what's uh, going to happen with that one. You're going to get a couple of people who's going to go into the wrong hands and they're going to put it on eBay or wherever sites they're going to, and they're going to sell course. it for even twice the amount that it's going to be sold. So, that's going to happen. Of course. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's what people do. I agree with you. I 1,000% agree with you. I would not be surprised uh, if that happens. And people literally, that's how they, that's what they do. They look for stuff that's like really rare. This is going to be rare. It's only 36 copies. They're going to buy it and then they're mm-hmm. going to sell it and get that money. So that's true. That's true. So what else you want to get into? Um, I, I, I've, I'm still baffled about this. Blake Griffin expecting to sign with the Nets. <laughs> with Nets. Mm. Blake mm-hmm. Griffin, but mm-hmm. you know we'll see what happens with that one as the story um, progresses on that one. But they're saying that he's um, agreeing to sign, allegedly agreeing to sign with the with the Brooklyn Nets. So the you know people are calling foul on that, saying that you know this making a super team and this is they calling it cheating. And um, you know again we'll see what happens when that comes. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. I heard, you know, I heard, though, I heard the rumors and innuendo that if it's not there, it's going to be L.A., the Lakers. Um, and then some say maybe the Clippers, and that's still a super team. So whether you go to a Clippers, because they got, they got uh, Kawhi and they got George, or you go to L.A., and right. they got Anthony, and you got the, the best play, uh, player on the planet, LeBron, the super team. Or Brooklyn, Durant, Harden, Irving, super yeah. team. It, it's going to be a super yeah. team where he goes with these stars. You know what I mean? Even if he, if he landed here, it's a super team. Where he goes is going to be a super team. I mean, it's not cheating. If the guy is bought out, he's a free agent, why not? It doesn't, but it doesn't guarantee that this so-called super team, a win. Can't see my air quotes, is going right. to win anything. You know what I mean? So it doesn't right. mean nothing. Go, you know what? Fucking go. Where you going to go? You going to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, what happens, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not like they traded for him. He left a sinking ship. He's a free agent. Why y'all give bitch out of shape? Cause mm-hmm. it ain't your team. It is go to fucking Brooklyn. I ain't scared of him. Fuck that team. I ain't scared of Brooklyn. That's team. What it is. Bring it on. Blake Griffin, you know, he he's a good high jumper, good dunker, mm. but uh, uh, you know, a shooter. He's 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 developing a little bit, but it's not going to make a difference whether what team he goes to. It doesn't guarantee a win because he's there. Um, it just make the team a little more exciting. That's about it. 
because yeah. of his spectacular dunk and everything, but it doesn't guarantee a win. It's listen. It's a, he can contribute. He can make. Um, he can make the second unit better, um, and it gives him. It gives any team a chance, but it doesn't guarantee anything at all. So it, it doesn't matter where nope. he goes. If these, if if a team has all stars on them, they're going to be a super team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Brooklyn's not going to be a super team. If you go to LA, it's a super team. Any LA team is a super team. Brooklyn's a super team. You know what I mean? Come, if he came here, it's a super team. Any team that got all stars on it. Hell, even the Knicks. You got Julius Randle. They got you got Young Quad. It doesn't matter. He is a he's a quality player. He, I'm not going to knock him. He, I'm not going to knock him. But it doesn't guarantee anything is going to happen. So I'm sure to see where he lands, um, where he's going to go. I know Brooklyn needs the bodies because they gave up a shitload of players to get the players they got now. Look at James Harden. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Like I said, after the when the second half starts. Yeah. After this weekend and the majority of this week, what's going to happen with trades and free agencies, and and, and with him yep. being on the market, picked off off of waivers, being bought out by the Detroit Pistons? So it should be a lot of fun. By the Pistons, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. story, we'll see. the story I want to go is by your your favorite rapper, which is Cardi B, is getting into the toy business. Yes, I said it. She's getting into the toy business. Um, the star stopped um, by the Today Show on March 5th to announce the news. Um, the rapper partnered with Real Women are to release a limited edition doll in her likeness that is available to order until March 7th and will never be available again. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, Cardi's doll retail for $35 and pre-orders are currently being taken at at uh, realwomenair.com, a VIP Cardi doll um, is also available for $99, which comes with two dolls, the wrapper along with gold-plated accessories. Cardi shared this with um, today's show, um, how the idea came about. Um, this is in quotes. I have a two-year-old, right? And I buy dolls every time I go to Target, and they expensive. Um, somebody came with the idea to me, and I'm like, that is great because I would love my daughter to play with a doll that looks like me. I mean, all these other dolls look like me. I might as well make one my, for myself. But then I also came up with a plan because these dolls are supposed to represent different women. So I feel like after mine drops, I want to drop a doll of different artists, she said. Unquote. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Cardi also um, says she plans to extend the idea to feature other women working in various careers path. Um, yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm really looking forward to a Cardi B doll. Um, and and one that's $100 with gold-plated well, accessories. Yeah, um, I thought you were talking about a life-size, like, Doll at first, but you talking about little Barbie doll type things. Well, that's my that's my freakish mind. Um, the the quote that she said about being expensive in Target. What number one? When you're rich and famous, you do not talk about how expensive something is. When number one, you can afford it, and number two, you're putting something out 
more expensive than a Target dog. <laughs> you, yep. Whoever's yep. the PR person, whoever's the PR person need to be fired because you got to watch your quotes. That does not make any sense. You're rich, so why are you saying dolls at Target are expensive when you can afford it? And you put a again, like I said, you're you're just you're putting out a, a doll that's more expensive than a Target doll. You gotta get that right. right. Now, listen, I, I get the idea of put something out in your likeness and other artists. Eh, it's not bad. I gotta tweak that a little bit. But like I said, this is what you do: stay there, look pretty, bat your eyes, and a whole nine. Let someone else do the talking. And, and 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 that's fine. Just don't talk. Like don't say nothing because you kind of ruined the whole idea. <laughs> like it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea because she's started talking, and it's like what? No, just just write it down on a note, pass it over to someone, and they'll <laughs> they'll do the interview for you. You just bat your pretty eyes, you're pretty and fine, and all that. Just don't open your mouth. Don't say. Don't rap. Don't talk. Don't say nothing. Because when you open your mouth, things come out and it's just like you just ruin the whole structure of what you look like. It's like, no. It doesn't make any sense what she said. It, it didn't make sense, though. It did not make sense what she said in terms of why she did it. It didn't make, make any sense. <laughs> no, she didn't represent it very well at all. No. She, she should have got a spokesperson to, to speak yes. on that. Um, she yes. did not do that at all. Stick to rapping, now, listen, I, you know, stick yeah. to... Yeah, it, it, yeah stick to rapping, barely do that. Listen, and in and, <laughs> and, and wrestling, when an athlete or a performer can't talk, they have a manager who does the talking for them because they're not good on the mic. Mm-hmm. She needs that person. She needs that person to come out like, hey, listen, I'm Claudia's manager and PR person. I'm going to speak. I'm going to answer the questions right now, blah, blah, blah. She's saving her voice for something else. Like maybe rapping, if you want to call that rapping. Because when she opened her mouth, like, hey, listen, right? I got a two-year-old, right? Number one, as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm listening because <laughs> it's that doll. So I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to get past that part because I want to hear about this doll. But right, <laughs> she went on, and it was like, right. even when Zoe talked, when Zoe talked, I heard her voice. And it just ruined uh-huh. everything right there. It just, I was like, I didn't hear those deep voice. I heard the ratchet Bronx voice. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, oh, no, nay, nay. Mm-mm. That ain't happening. That's not happening. Nah, nah. Good idea, but let someone yeah, speak for you next that's, time. That's why I said in her quote, in her words, quote. Yeah. <laughs> Because when yeah. I read that in, uh, originally, I was like, oh, my gosh. I had to, you know, make sure I put yeah. these are her words. Oh, right? Oh my God. But, yeah, like, she needs to. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that PR person, man, you need to step in or manager or something. Get someone, like, you know, on um, on behalf of Cardi B, this is, this is what she said. She writes it on a post-it. <laughs> And pass it to you, and you read it or whatever, and just don't have her talk. Mm-mm. And or just check her grammar or something, because it was just like I have a two-year-old, right? Like who says that anyway? That's just we two educated college guys who you know English is a big thing with us. Um, anywho, uh, play uh, some music. We come back at the top of the second hour. I guess 
should be calling in. Excited uh, to hear from author Carla Davis Lester. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. I got no time for fake ones. Just sip some crystal with these real ones. From east to west coast, spread love, son. And why you keep talking, wishing we count bank funds. I got no time for fake ones. Just sip some crystal with these real ones. From east to west coast, spread love, son. And why you keep talking, wish we count bank funds. No time for fake ones. Just sip some crystal with these real ones. From east to west coast, spread love, that's right. Talk, Let's go. Yeah. I'm Mama, Mr. Bonnet. Usually rock the product, sometimes the bottom. Get you for your cream and your bitches. Jaja Kabor, send me more. Kiss Diane and all them rich listeners. Puff Daddy pumped the Hummer for the summer. I follow in the E class with the guys. 96 models, bad click on a stroll. Who's control? Nothing make a woman feel better than Berettas and Amorettas. But the letters and mad cheddars. Chilling in the bins with my amigo. Trying to stick a brother for his hate soul. It's his hate soul. Then I'm the same chick that you want to get with. And if you wear it hot, gotta hit the spot. If not, don't touch the boom boom. Nani nani. Panani dani.
Welcome back to NYP Entertainment Radio. We forget to call in here at the top of the hour. Again, author Carla Davis Luster discuss her new uh, romance novel, The Woman Tales. She should be calling in soon. Uh, until then, Zoe, what else do you want to get into? Kanye West, New Yeezy sells out in under a minute. Um, he still got the Midas touch when it comes to kicks because his new offering from Adidas sold out in one minute. The Yeezy 450 and Cloud Whites flew off the virtual shelves, um, shutting down critics who thought the weird weird um, silhouette was um, off-putting. Um, there was a mad scramble. Um, those shoes are ugly. Oh, my God, they look ugly. I'm sorry I had to stop that, but they look ugly. Um, <laughs> I just had to say that. But, <laughs> but there was a mad um, scramble um, on the Adidas app and YeezySupply.com with lots of fans walking away from their computers um, empty-handed. They were clearly not quick on the draw. And you know what they say about snoozing? Uh, to be specific, the shoe became available Saturday at 7 a.m. If you were later than 7.01, you'd be sold. <laughs> um, as for pricing, the shoe retailed for $200, but some of the folks who snagged them are asking north of $500. With Kanye divorce and all, his shoe biz probably provides some solace. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, when it comes to kicks, Kanye is king. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this picture, man. I'm I'm sorry, but these shoes are horrific. What, they look like some. What do they look like? Space uh, it, it it's just a weird looking design. I, I have to send this to you. Um, where you have to look at it. This is like so weird and so ugly looking. What's the color? Um, some future. It's it's all white. It's all white. I'm sure there's going to be other colors to it, but it's all, all white. Right. Uh, I'm sending it to you so you can see it. Lord, Kanye. Yeah, and you're going to be I, like, oh my gosh. I, I, I wonder how much. I wonder how much he. I wonder really. How, I really want to know how much uh, he, he charged for that. I really want to know. Um. Well, right now he said that the shoe retails for two hundred dollars, but some of the folks who snagged them are asking north for five hundred. All right, so, so um, this shoe, the shoe is all white. The bottom of it looked like a sh- like a a shell, like a big large shell you found like in the ocean, like a like a character from The Simpsons <laughs> would wear this shoe. That's how it's how yeah. it, looks. it is. God, all no matter what color you put it in. The design itself is god ugly. It's a, a Simpsons sneaker. That's what it looks like. Sideshow Bob will wear these sneakers. That's how god awful it is. I, and if you're one of if you're one of the fools out there that wait a minute though, if you're one of yeah. the fools that went out their way to buy this ugly ass piece of shit shoe or sneaker, shame on you. And I hope they rip on your feet when you put them on, because <laughs> this is. Ugly. This it's is ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. If I see somebody walking down the street wearing these, I mean, you know, I have to shake my head because there's nothing that you can really sport this with. <laughs> can it's, you sport it's, it's, it with? It's, a, it's an eyesore. 
It's an eyesore, sir. It looks like a it's an eyesore. Device. Like you can walk on water with it. It's a floating device. Yeah, he he needs to be ashamed of himself on that one. It's actually those who bought it. But so we got we got someone calling it. Uh, Caller, you on the air? NYPA Entertainment Radio. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Well, bless. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> We were just talking about the Kanye sneakers that looks horrible, you know, but (laughs) we'll leave that at that. First off, have you seen, have you seen, I'm sorry to to stop the conversation, but have you seen what it looked like? I have not, (laughs) but I'm assuming they're pretty interesting from what I'm hearing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, well. I advise you don't look at it. It's an eyesore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Carla, for calling in. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to call in here at NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, let's start from the top. Let our listeners know all about you. Uh, well, thank you, first of all, for uh, inviting me and having me on your show. This is Definitely an honor and a pleasure. Um, I am a Carla Davis Luster. I, I'm calling in in regards to my new novel that's um, been released. It's called The Woman's Tales. Um, you can mm-hmm. uh, get more uh, additional information at www.thewomantales.com. And I am from Chicago, a Chicago native. Awesome. Nice, that nice. Awesome. What is this? So um, this is your first time, um, your first book? Uh, yes, it is. This is my first novel that I've written. Um, okay. It is a so what, fiction novel. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so what inspired you to decide to, you know, become an author? Uh, I actually got inspired. I uh, worked for a corporation that I was put in charge of a project to write an operations training manual for a newly developing department I was assigned to it. And I had the project right. to uh, develop that. Um, through, like, working, uh, putting that together, working with different publishing houses and editors and everything, I found that I do like to write. And I, uh, mm-hmm. from there I said I was either going to write my personal story or write about a topic that I think that everyone would like and uh, could identify with. So that's where I landed at The Woman Tales is writing a fiction novel. Right, right. Nice, um, nice. How long did it take you to uh, write the book? It took me about a year and a half, but uh, a year and a half due to I stopped. You know, I was working on uh, different things. I, I kind of wear a mm. lot of hats. So, you know, time right. got in there. And uh, when COVID happened, I was able to actually schedule myself to sit down and actually finish right. the book. So overall, it was a year and a half. But if I had to say if I was writing consistently, it probably would have taken me two to three months. <clears throat> mm. Okay. Okay. So, so the the woman's tale. Um, tell us where you come up with the idea and what is a, what is about. What is the woman's tales? Okay, the woman's tale is a fiction novel. It's about a couple that um, go through issues and um, have a situation where um, they decide to bring other people into the relationship. When I say other people. Uh, the husband decides to get a mistress, and then the uh, the wife, uh, I guess her rebuttal or her, <laughs> her retreat was to, 
bring uh, what you call a paramour. It's a French term for male mistress into the relationship. So it's about uh, this couple and um, the things that they're going through and just relationship issues overall. There's a lot of drama. A lot of drama. It's like every day people experience every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's entertaining. (laughs) It's definitely something that I would like to read. Um, You said it's not out yet, right? Um, it's actually the uh, the release the official release date is March 24th. I'll be doing a um, uh-huh. a book signing and a release uh, virtual type of a setting um, Wednesday once again uh, the March 24th. However, uh, you can purchase uh-huh. the book right now um, uh, as a pre-order, but the ebook and a PDF download is available immediately on my website and on Amazon. Right. Nice, okay. nice. Let everybody know your website. And, um... uh, my website is www.thewomantales.com, and I invite you to go there because I do have uh, on there as a promo a 30-second clip. It's a movie clip where um, <laughs> I have uh, an actor and an actress. They're kind of they're acting out a scene, and it's very mm-hmm. um, it's very entertaining. And a lot of people that've seen it is. It's like, oh, my goodness, this can actually be a movie. I also have a free sneak peek download uh, of the overview that kind of gives you a little bit of information about the book. So with those two things, I think when you uh, look at the video and if you uh, read the, the sneak peek, I think that it would encourage you more to purchase the book because it's, uh, I think it's very entertaining. I mean, it's a topic that everybody can relate to on relationships mm-hmm. and everything. And it's mm-hmm. not just about drama. Um, it also has some really, really uh, good intimate scenes in there. So I would say this novel is a, a mixture of a Tyler Perry, Zane Chronicles, and Terry McMillan all mixed up into one. <laughs> right. Wow. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good combination. It's a very good combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, is there a particular – since you're our uh, published author, is there a favorite book that you like, like something that's just, or a favorite author, like just hands down, one author that's just like you love their books or anything like that? Uh, the three that I named, they are my favorites, but if I had to choose one uh, from all three of them, I would probably say that it is um, – yeah, it's kind of tough because I got a, a lot of them that I, I, I like. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. Let's say Zane. I love the dick. Terry? <laughs> oh, okay, Zane. <laughs> That's good. What advice would you give to any uh, expiring novelist, the people who want to write? What advice would you give them? You know, such, like, such as um, such as the, uh, such as Kyle, who's speaking to you right now because he's coming out with his book soon. Oh, I, I wrote one. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Definitely. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my advice would be um, just several things. You know, it's I mean, you, it's going to be a learning experience because it is new. This is a learning experience with me, and um, mm. I do plan to do a sequel or a second book, so I think that I'll be better prepared. But I would say you have to definitely be organized. You have to be mm. dedicated to the cause. And uh, mm-hmm. time management is a huge thing and be able to, I'm a little ADD, so I have to actually schedule the time to sit down and just be disciplined enough to, you know, within that time, I had to 
you know, make myself right and finish and, you know, and just be open to just um, information and research on the topic that you're writing on. Right. Right. I was going to ask that, like, what was your work schedule like when you're writing? Because, like, me, like, I I put my – it's not about me today. I'm back on you real quick. But when I completed my book, I'm, like, going through the editing phase now. I was a little all over the place because we have normal lives. So you're kind of, like, working and doing other things and other projects and stuff. And I had to kind of similarly uh-huh. kind of find the time to, like, put everything together. And I think COVID, similar to your situation, kind of said, sit your ass down and, you know what I mean, <laughs> sit still and finish it. And it kind of made me sit still and finish my book. So I was just kind of wondering, yeah. prior to COVID, what, how would you fit everything in? I I I, uh, I definitely worked off a schedule where I had to um, schedule myself. When I um, what I did is I looked at what was where were my open windows, and I had to plug in from if it was from getting up at five in the morning to eight o'clock or nine o'clock or whenever I had to be dressed and ready and timed out to be at the next thing. I had to be definitely mm-hmm. committed. Uh, to doing that. And I had several things that I I had to do that. I had to finish the book. I was also trying to finish my uh, certificate as a stylist uh, because I opened a uh, online retail um, shop and consignment and I have my own line and was trying to get that done too. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the credentials. So everything was all about the schedule and sticking to it. And if I could not get to something and it went over, rescheduling and making sure that that happened. And you can't let, um, and you have to be disciplined because things will come up, you know, people trying to talk to you, this, that, and the other. You have to really plug yourself in and be dedicated to the cause. Do You will never finish. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You are so correct. I feel a bond there, sister. <laughs> that is right. Everything you yeah. said, I'm like, yeah, you have to. You, you're right. I agree with it. <laughs> well, yeah, y'all, y'all um, to inspire me right now. I'm about to write a book. Y'all inspire me. Join the club, man. Join the club. And I feel that this first one, um, I self-published. Uh, I would love to get a publishing deal. I really want to have the woman tells become a movie. So I'm throwing all of that out mm-hmm. there, right? You know, I hope Tyler Perry is listening, right? You know, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's anything you do and you want it to, to work and you want to really, you know, put your, your best foot forward with it. You have to be disciplined and you have to uh, stay focused on uh, what your project is because a lot of things will pull yeah. you away I mean, the smallest things, but if you are really wanting to get something done and be committed to it, you've got to block out the uh, block out the noise and be dedicated to what time you've set aside for you to finish your novel. Yes. Indeed. That is true. You're right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Definitely. Um, before, we, uh, before we let you go, we want to give a little shout out. We'll plug your book and, and website one more time. Uh, sure. Definitely. <laughs> Please, um, you can follow me. I'll tell you um, all of my uh, uh, pages are my IG, my Facebook, and my Twitter. Everything is, if you just want, uh, remember The Woman Tells. Um, I have a YouTube page. Uh, you can type in The Woman Tells by Carla David Luster. Carla's with a K because everybody's out there telling. So if you just type in The Woman Tells, you're going to get everybody out there telling something. So you got to put <laughs> 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 I'm like, is everybody telling on everybody out there? You know, and, and really The Woman Tells is not telling. Well, it tells a story, you know, and it gives. Right. In the book, I will say this. 
the book it don't just like bash or anything like that. It's not it's not all about that. It tells the uh, the story, and each character in there tells their side of the story and how they derived at the decisions that they made. Uh, they give a background of who they are. And when you when you mm-hmm. read it, you'll be like, oh, okay, I didn't look at it like that. So it, it, it's not, you know, the woman tales where I'm telling on everybody. It, it, it's really a good read and a good informative and entertaining book. But uh, www.thewomantales.com, and you can also purchase it uh, on Amazon.com, the ebook uh, in Kindle form and the paperback. Sounds great. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, yeah, Carla, thank you so much for joining the Lounge on Live today here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Uh, anytime, come back, and you know, when it becomes a film or a play, whatever, you're welcome back to NYP Entertainment Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, having me, and good luck to you with your novel as well. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> uh, We're well. definitely looking okay. forward to the movie. But just to let you know Just to let you know There's two filmmakers that you're talking to right now Two writers Oh my, oh my. I, I hope when you read the book You know that this could be something really great On screen <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Alright Thanks again Carl, appreciate it Thank you, All take right. care, bye-bye. enjoy your evening right. Bye bye uh, it was Carla Davis Lester. Check out her book, The uh, Woman Tells. The Woman Tells. Uh, we got some music to play. Got some stuff to get into. Uh, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna talk about Zoe's favorite lyricist of all time, Takashi Six Nine. And uh, we'll be right back. In well, the um, yeah, it's a favorite radio. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Don't say that, Zoe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, here's another one. And another one, yeah From Little Kim, the Queen Bee This ladies night, what? It must be Angie on the mic The butter pee, honey, got the sugar, got the spice Roll the L tonight, keep the rhymes right Yo, I just made this motherfucker up last night And uh, I'm the rookie on this all-star team Me and Kim is getting cream Like Thelma and Louise, but on chrome Never leave that Brooklyn shit alone So if you say it's on, then it's on Bang this in your whip Pack some cold with the chips in the wrist Here's a French kiss all you chicks, fit six from the fourth, fifth, make it dance. Ow! I stay focused in the dope like a penny with the hole in it. Y'all just hopeless and toasted. I ain't lying. Niggas trying to knock me off, keep trying. All it takes is one phone call to my street team, promote that ass like a soundtrack, you jack. Sit there, send it off with the eight fifty. Y'all missing the buck with the fuck bump, biggie in the truck, in the box to my double bitches. Let me see you do the bank head if you're rich. It's the rap made with the QB. And I got all my sisters a man. Dick hole. Strip 
the waitress from the coffee house on 39th and Lennox. <laughs> you know, the one with the braids. Yeah. Well, I see you on Wednesdays all the time. You come in every Wednesday on your lunch break, I think. And you always order the special with the hot chocolate. My manager be tripping and stuff, talking about we gotta use water, but I always use some milk and cream for you, cause.
Um, he, uh, 6 9 sued for allegedly stiffing security detail on payment. Things have been blissfully, wonderfully quiet on the 6 9 front in recent months. The rapper turned song, Songbird made one uns- unsuccessful post-lockup attempt to regain his mainstream footing back, uh, but face planted. The near-consistent headlines seem to fall away as Scotch himself took a break from the spotlight. Like this, inst- like his instantly recognizable tactics, now his alleged misdeeds don't just go away. However, the rapper has found himself at, at the center of several lawsuits, including a just-filed complaint from a Los Angeles security company who claims the rapper fi- failed excuse me, to pay for their protection. It's been reported uh, that security company Metrop- Metropolis Patrol in- is suing Six nine. The company claims that they provided the rapper with around-the-clock armed protection during a visit to Los Angeles in 2018. They billed the rapper at $85 an hour in the daytime and $127 an hour of overnight. That was enough for three guards to be around the rapper at all times. The company says they are owed $75,000 for the service, pushing that number up to 88. Eighty-eight thousand, with all the legal and late late fees accounted for. Takashi attorney called the suit meritless. It's the second lawsuit Takashi has been hit with in the last week. A a a stripper in Miami named Alexis Salaberos is suing the rapper for allegedly hitting her with a champagne bottle. And that suit, the dancer claimed that Takashi took took up the bottle after someone in the club accused him of being a snitch. She says he missed. He missed his intended target and hit her instead. Takashi lawyer's Lance Lazaro uh, stated that the lawsuit was a shoddy shakedown. Their video cameras in the establishment is an example. Uh, it's an attempt to shake him down, he said. If he is served properly, we will immediately move to have it dismissed. Now, with that being said, hold that thought, though. I'm not done. That being said, in the key words, uh, being a snitch, Takashi says he's not a snitch. He's not a snitch. <laughs> Takashi six nine does not believe that what he did in court to save his own skin was snitching, and he laid out his argument this past Thursday. As you know, Takashi became the star witness in the 2018 Rico case by testifying against his fellow gang member members, uh, which resulted in their conviction. Takashi argues it all boils down to loyalty or a lack thereof. He makes a decent point about beefing with just about everyone from coast to coast and ultimately being targeted by his own crew and what amounted to a scary stick-up job. Quote, you recall Takashi was kidnapped by his own security team in the summer of 2018, part of which was capturing dash cam video and surveillance footage. He was taken for a ride around the block where he was threatened at gunpoint uh, at gunpoint, in order to fork over cash and jewels he uh, he had at his NYC uh, uh, apartment, an exchange ultimately carried out by then by then girlfriend. In light of the six nine, in light of that, six nine explains that he doesn't owe anything to these guys, and even suggests what he did was wise. The tree now bloods almost certainly feel differently. Of course. We also had to ask how he's holding up these days and whether he fears for his life. Now he's labeled a traitor after a violent gang. The fact that Takashi was looking uh, was looking over his shoulder uh, when the subject was raised, but but it ain't for the reason you think. Um, I seen the video. He was, he was looking over his shoulder, but he said was he looking for a Dunkin' Donuts? Who knows? But 
yeah, okay. the whole this this whole kidnapping thing that they brought up, they're gonna feature that I think this week on Super Villain, uh, part of the docu series on him. And like I said, I'm just kind of fascinated on his his thought process of what he did. Now he's not in the documentary, but the people he snitched on is, and they have their opinion on how this all came about. But um, again, man, he loves the attention, though. He loves that attention. Controversy creates cash, and the man loves the spotlight on him. If the spotlight's not on him, of he's going to put it on him in some form or fashion. And that right there is a recipe for disaster. What do you, what do you think, Zoe? You know, he's going to, you know, God forbid, but, you know, he's going to end up back behind bars for doing something stupid because he can't keep himself out of trouble. It's like that incident mm-hmm. where he was trying to go at um, Meek Mills, you know, creating that big scene like he was trying to go at Meek Mills, knowing that that would have been a big wrong move on his part, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. Meek don't roll alone. You know, he got mm-hmm. goons out there. You know, so mm-hmm. that would have been a big mistake on his part, um, mm-hmm. um, Takashi. And, and and right now, Meek don't need to get into any more problems right now. But Takashi, to say that he did not snitch, uh, yeah, you did snitch, man. You snitched. Mm-hmm. You did everything. But I understand why you did that. So you can get out and and continue your antics and your, your so-called what you call music. You know, but... Mm-hmm. It is snitching in, in, in street code that will be snitching, um, regardless of how you um, you say it or, or, or deny it. That That's what it is. But I understand why you did it. But you wouldn't be in that situation if you wasn't a part of that type of crowd. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be mm-hmm. in that situation. You got to learn to separate yourself. Um, I understand that controversy create cash. Yes, but the way you're doing it is 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 going to be a disaster for you, either behind bars or or uh, um, we say six feet, but I think it's four feet now that they're doing four mm-hmm. feet under. It's 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 ridiculous um, how he's doing it. So he needs to like really cool down and find another way to to create controversy that's not going to hinder his life. And, and that's why I say to you, though, and anyone out there who hasn't seen Supervillain on Showtime, um, check it out, or even on, on Hulu, the documentary, it gives you the insight on what he did with the gang, what, his, what, was, what was his intentions, the whole night. It's very, very interesting. Very interesting. And I'm just now, I'm just kind of like, once I see the documentary, I'm kind of saying like, all right, I, it, it's about him. It's not about anyone else. It's just it's about him. That's what it comes down to. Um, and I and I yeah. So I tell you, I tell everybody out there, check check them Jones out, man. I think it, it's um, worth uh, looking at. So check it out. Uh, so what do you want to get into? Uh, we got um, Quavo. Um, I didn't know that he was a good basketball player, but apparently he is. And Chris Brown kind of chimed in on it. But um, Quavo, you know, uh, Quavo is from the group Migos, and, you know, they had a few with Chris Brown in the past and also, you know, obviously what Chris Brown had to say allegedly uh, wasn't kind words. But um, Quavo has become music's most popular hooper, <clears throat> but Chris Brown once uh, wanted to be known that he's by far a better baller on the court than, of course, Quavo. 
Following um, Quavo and Shaq Carlo's victory over a little baby and two chains in um, Bleacher's report open run on Saturday, Breezy took to Instagram where he reigned on Quavo's parade. Um, <clears throat> they knew who, um, it's in quotes, they knew who not to ask for on that two, on that two-on-two basketball, Breezy wrote an Instagram story post. In quote again, I would have cooked Quavo and Jack on my soul. I guess they wanted a smoke-free zone, unquote. Along with being a generational talent, Breezy athletic track record also speaks for itself. Not only can he can the man do a series of flips in sand, but he's also a talented hooper. Uh, he has displayed his love for basketball in several charity basketball games, as well as friendly pickup um, contests with his crew. Quavo, on the other hand, has won the W uh, has won the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game MVP and takes pride in his growth as a basketball player. As a result, he disputed Breezy claim while also issuing the entertainer's entertainer a challenge. Chris Brown ain't cooking, man. Uh, cooking, man. Um, Quavo said in a post of his own Instagram story. Call next. And he used the N-word. Call next, nigga. And they left it at that. Um, Yeah. So we all know that, you know, I've seen um, Chris Brown played in the past, you know, on, you know, some celebrity games and all. And, yes, he can ball. I I give that to him. I've heard that Quavo can play some ball also, um, and I heard that he's uh, really good at it. I haven't seen him play as of yet. But I've heard he's really good at it, and um, I guess Chris Brown is feeling some type of way because he was the man, you know, that people known that can play basketball, the singer that can play basketball. Now that right. you got somebody else that's trying to take the shine away from him, now he's feeling some type of way and feel that he's going to jump into this and say, "Hey, you know what? If he and I was to play, I will smoke him." Basically, that's what he's saying. So you know what? Don't talk about it. Take him to the court and play him. Play him. Yeah. Do it. Was it. Do it. Do it. That, that. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. Yeah, if you, you back it up, go out there, play a one-on-one, get somebody to film it, and then you go from there. Simple as simple as that. Uh, you know, I mean, like, it's, not, it's like, why are you mad? What are you mad about? Like, nobody else can play basketball better than you or as good as you? Come on, dude. Like, get your head out your ass. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't make like, any sense. I mean, you know, there's, there's going to be people out there that can play ball, too. That's just, um, a rapper or salon singer. You can't yeah. be the only one, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, exactly. You can't be the only one. Like, somebody can, you know what I mean? If you, but you think it's better, then go out there, film it, record it one-on-one. And then, uh, get a, get a get like a little referee so they can call the proper calls. And y'all go ahead and ball. Simple as that. I don't know, like just, that's how you just, you just gotta sum that up that way. Um, yep. And I said, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I I would like to see that actually. And I and and again, in the past, they had their feud. Um, you know, with the Migos and Chris Brown and all, they had their feud in the past. So I don't know if this is like a continuation, but instead of you know fighting it out with your fist, take it to the court. Fight it out with playing ball. 
See who's going to win between yeah. Quavo and yeah. Chris Brown. Yeah, man. Look, back in the day, if you had a beef with a singer, had a beef with another singer, take it to the stage, sucker. Take it to the court, sucker. Go play. <laughs> play it. Uh-huh. Something that Twitter shit, go out there and play. Play some ball. That's what you do. Um, because I, and I mentioned this last week uh, when I told you, and you might have heard this. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy confirmed the Prince story that his brother told was all 100% true. And that Prince mm. really, like, you know, it was shit against the blousy. It was that everything was 100% true. He's like, that's what happened. He said, he said yeah, he's like, we laughed at him. He was dressed up like like he did in the Kiss video. He had like a little, uh, like a, a chain around his waist, little pants and, you know, him and Mickey Free, all dressed like that. They had club and, 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 you know, Murphy and his boys and Charlie had the club clothes on. And they killed him. Prince killed him. He said that <laughs> everything he said was like, that was true. And I said this last week, when you hear it, when you actually hear Murphy, who like the story's about, come out, I was like, yeah, that's true. I can't type that. That happened. <laughs> like, Prince killed him. And high heels and blouses, <laughs> like, like you know what? I actually, I actually saw a video of Prince uh, while he was on stage performing, and there mm-hmm. was like a little clip of him where he actually, it was like it was him and Sheila E, and he mm-hmm. bought a basketball on stage and he was uh, spun it on his finger like with nothing, like it was nothing to mm-hmm. him, and they had like a little basketball hoop on the stage. And he dribbled it and then took the shot, went right in. And I was like, okay, this this dude, you know, he got a little something. He balled, he balled his asshole. No matter if you got shirts and blouses, or excuse me, shirts and blouses, as Charlie would say. No, again, Charlie ball, Murphy. high heels on everything. I miss Charlie Murphy, man. I, I said last week, I, I wish he was still around. I wish he was still around, man. I know he had some more stories. Oh, you had, oh my God, I wish he was still around. I would love to hear more stories. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to play some more music. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on NYPA Entertainment Radio.
Just like a star across my sky Just like an angel of the pain You have appeared to my life Feel like I'll never be the same Just like a song in my heart Just like oil on my
Welcome back to NYP Entertainment Radio. Look at look at the clock about that time. Let's do the shout outs and get out of here. That's right. Um, shout out to our guest Carla Davis um, Luster, um, who's a author of The Woman Tells. Um, do pick that up. Um, 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 as as she stated on her website and um, on Amazon, um, do pick that up. Um, Carla Davis Luster. Um, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to everybody who continue to follow us um, here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, new topics, hit us up, NYPA Entertainment Spell Out at gmail.com. Um, also, um, shout out to Double Exposure, um, you know, for supplying us uh, the guests that we have for the past couple of weeks. Um, so, um, new topic, hit us up. NYPA Entertainment, spell out at gmail.com. Uh, definitely. Uh, sh- shout out to our guest, author Carla Davis Luster. Um, and I'd like to check out her new book, The Woman Tales. Uh, go to the website, look her up on on, this, on uh, social media. Um, so it's a pleasure having her on there, Carla Davis Luster, The Woman Tales. Shout out to Zoe, New York, Philly, everybody worldwide. Thank you for listening to the show. Remember always to uh, subscribe, download, share, comment. NYP Entertainment Radio. I will see you live here next week. I still got a whole slew of music left from the women's playlist that we haven't heard yet. So stay tuned. It's about the ladies, everyone. Fellas, it's about the ladies this month. Brand mm-hmm. new music. That's right. Brand new playlist. Past and present. We'll see you live next week here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Stay safe. With that being said, show's over. Yo, I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music. The show is over, the show is over. I think I'm paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blinds of rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left better than bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man
having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life. Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by, but I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine. I'm just drifting away. These dreams keep me fueled to progress. This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress. Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind. No wasting time. I need to climb up to the top to make this mine. Because I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars. Can I line the journey? is dark, but I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil, the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through, won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within, present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen, it's more than words in the story that I relay to you, my heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truths, as if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing, ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring, as the summers get hotter, winters get colder, I'll say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder. You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me. We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead. The scars I bear are reminders of battles that I've won. Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son. Because I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit. That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing. Culture, my morals, the society as he begins teething. But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl. Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world. I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age with knowledge and wisdom. To help me through all the pleasure and pain The show was over The show was over The show was over The show was over